And a good Friday morning to you all. You hear the music. It's time for your Berkshire Hathaway bi-weekly podcast. Your Friday edition, realty expert John Brodeen standing by. Can't wait to talk to him. We'll do that right after this. What would tomorrow look like if you sold your house today? Maybe you'd move to a new city or a new country. Maybe you'd pick up birding or birdies. You could get into wine, not that into wine, or skiing, warmer skiing. Or maybe you'd spend more time doing nothing at all. When you're ready for whatever comes next, we'll be ready to help you get there. Berkshire Hathaway Home Services. All right, here we are back in the studio. John Brodeen, realty expert with Berkshire Hathaway. Here we go. How you doing, man? Good. How about you? Good. Long time no see. A whole two days. Yeah, I know, right? (laughs) You know, uh, when you were in a couple of weeks ago, John, uh, we talked about good and bad neighborhoods. Um, And let's face it, all towns have them. Mm -hmm. You know, uh, and and when we're talking good and bad neighborhoods, it's just what exactly what it says. You know, Um, but what I'd like to know: what do you look for in a neighborhood? If you want to make a good investment, yeah, I mean, yeah. does that even fall into that good bad type thing, or or how does that work? It, it definitely does. So, um, a few weeks ago, I did a breakdown. I broke the city of Grand Forks into, I think it was twenty one different neighborhoods, mm-hmm. um, and this is stuff I've kind of had in my mind just from experience uh, of you know these different neighborhoods, how they've mm-hmm. done it with values and all that kind of thing. Sure, but. Um, and so I broke down basically every neighborhood by average sale price, median sale price, you know, mm-hmm. uh, median price per square foot, average price per square foot, all that kind of stuff. I I made video series on the uh, a couple of video series on this as well, where I broke down the top five most expensive neighborhoods in Grand Forks, the top five cheapest neighborhoods in Grand Forks, okay. um, the top five best neighborhoods for appreciation. I looked at how much each neighborhood appreciated from 2018 to 2023. Oh, okay. Uh, also looked up um, the neighborhoods that performed the poorest in appreciation. Uh, so the worst five neighborhoods for appreciation in Grand Forks. Okay. And so I was able to kind of come up with some common themes and some takeaways from this. If people are interested, I have a whole PDF that breaks all of this down. Um, if they send me a text at 701-213-5428 or an email at johnbrodeenrealtor uh, at gmail.com, I can send you this PDF um, so you can check it all out for yourselves. If you're a homeowner or if you're thinking about buying a home, uh, it could be valuable information for you. That must have taken you a while it did. to uh, do all of that, but that's kind of the way you're wired though, isn't it? You know, I got into it and I, at first I thought it would be a quick little thing. I'd pull some numbers yeah. and get some of this information I was looking for. And then I got further into it and further into it. And I was like, okay, well, I really should break it up into more neighborhoods because these are too big. And yeah. you know, then all of a sudden it turns into this big thing. Pretty but, soon it's a mission. Yeah. But <laughs> hey, it's a little bit slower time of year for us. So, sure. Sure. Uh, and it's it's something that... But this is good stuff to know. It's good stuff for me to know, and yeah. it's good stuff to be able to give to my clients. Exactly. So they can make and a how many other How many other realtors are doing that stuff? Yeah, I don't you know. know. You know? they can just copy mine a lot. Well, of, you know, that's fine with me. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> a lot of realtors tell me they watch my market updates so they know what's going on in the market. So that's a that's a nice compliment. <laughs> so those are the lazy ones. Yeah, yeah. Well, there's some really good ones that have told me that, actually. I don't, I don't mind it at all. studio pretty soon. Yeah, there you go. Yeah. <laughs> all right. Um, so some takeaways, and this, this is stuff I've mentioned before, mm-hmm. but ways you can use this information I've put out. Um, if you're, you don't want to buy a home that's much more expensive than what the, most of the homes are in that neighborhood. Um, you do want to buy a home where the other homes in the neighborhood are at similar price point, um, or higher. So, 
And now if, if my information says, you know, the neighborhood's average sale price is 230, there's some exceptions where there, there's a couple streets that are high priced in the mm-hmm. neighborhood or something like that. So, um, I can dig further into this with you and help you understand like what this, you know, what sure, this, sure. But, uh, as a general rule of thumb, it's a safer bet to buy something in a neighborhood where the majority of the homes are just as expensive or more expensive than your home. Right. Right. Um, Sometimes the cheapest neighborhood in town is the cheapest for a reason. I'll get into this more mm. later. Um, but, you know, there, it's, yeah, the cheapest neighborhood doesn't mean it's a great deal, doesn't mean it's an awesome place to live, you know. Well, you and know, you get what you pay for. You get what you pay for, mm-hmm. exactly. Um, so another thing I noticed with the neighborhoods that performed more poorly with appreciation um, it's best not to buy a home that's super close to low rent apartments, trailer parks, maybe low rent uh, single family homes or duplexes. Um, you know, buying a home that's in a newer neighborhood that's there's a big brand new apartment close by is not such a bad thing because those I wouldn't say it's a bad thing at all. Um, you know, it's better if you could be surrounded by only single family homes, but yeah. being really close to a bunch of low rent rundown apartments is not going to be. No, no. The new apartments are all pretty nice yeah. and up to snuff, you know. And if you're buying in a low price point, you might not have much of a choice. Sure, you know? sure. But especially if you're in like that median sale price or higher. Um, I would avoid neighborhoods that have a high concentration of those sort yep, of things. Yep. Um, so uh, definitely buy a house that is mostly surrounded by other single family homes, that's going to be a great bet. Even if it's not single family, but it's townhomes, twin homes, something mm-hmm. like that. Yep. Um, more owner occupied homes. Usually, the neighbor, the values. What I found in the neighborhoods that have mostly owner occupied homes did better with appreciation. Um, neighborhoods with plenty of new construction really seem to appreciate well. Uh, they're in the path of development. There's lots of stuff happening. There's new homes. They're generally newer neighborhoods, so you're going to have fewer like rundown older homes in those neighborhoods mm-hmm. because a house can only, even if somebody takes terrible care of it, it can only get so bad when right. it's five years old. Yeah, you know? yeah, yeah. So um, I noticed that as well. Um, in general, neighborhoods further south or further west, basically further away from downtown, uh, are nicer, more expensive, and there are just a couple exceptions there. You know, there's some expensive streets like, say, Reeves and Omaha. Yeah, for well, example. I mean, the, the newer houses are to the south. I mean, we're yep. not growing to the north, exactly, so, and and the west. Yeah, and there's the you know neighborhood west of the interstate, like mm-hmm. on the north end, is not so bad. It's newer and yep, yep, smaller homes than most newer neighborhoods. Um, lower prices than most new mm-hmm. neighborhoods. The only problem out there, at least for me, if I was shopping for a home, is it's a little bit isolated. It's kind sure. of far away from everything else. Yep, yep. So, um, and then also school districts. You know, I, I actually forgot to write that down on this, but uh, yeah, school districts are a big one. Yes. You know, family, the majority of home buyers, you know, a lot of home buyers are, have families. Yep. Um, and that's not saying all home buyers have families, but when you're selling your home, you know, a large pool of the buyers are also going to be families. Mm-hmm. So they're going to care about school districts. There's other stuff they're going to care about too. Um, so uh, like, like we were saying earlier, like especially just now, a lot of uh, buyers are families. This is something nobody wants to talk about, but a high concentration of sex offenders. I noticed like there's mm. a couple neighborhoods that have a, the highest concentration yep. of sex offenders. When you look at the map, yep. I would encourage every buyer out there, especially if you have a family to look up, look up this on the mm-hmm. there's a website you can go to, to see it all. And I wanted to see kind of if that correlated too, because we're talking about other things that bring down value. If you have, you know, if you've got one dot here, one dot there, it's not the end of the world. I mean, 
And those least, could be in very nice neighborhoods still. Yeah, and and, and you know some people um, might have to carry that label, yeah. uh, but the find out the story first. Yeah, you, know? you can see all that on that website. Yeah, but I mean, if you've got if your neighborhood is just dot dot dot, you know, yeah, then it, you know, then yeah, that's you know a red like, flag. Yeah, and mm-hmm. so like, for, you know, there there's neighborhoods in town that didn't do very well. Like the neighborhood that did the worst on appreciation. Um, also had the highest concentration of sex offenders. Sure, sure. And that kind of makes sense if you think about it because families aren't as likely to want to move there. Mm-hmm. And that's a large portion of the home buyer pool. Yep, yep. So, and it's also, you know, so that that's part of the part of the thing that could keep those neighborhoods down in value. Um, on a happier note, uh, <laughs> neighborhoods <laughs> with a higher, with more like bike trails, mm-hmm. parks, stuff to do outside, yep, yep. Um, tended to do pretty well. Near like, schools, yep. you know, yeah, there and in our in our area, there's schools and like there's all those neighborhood elementary yeah. schools. So almost every neighborhood has a school, but sure. especially what I noticed was with like bike trails. Um, some of those kind of centrally located that are kind of landlocked between um, between Washington and Columbia. There's mm-hmm. a couple of those didn't do so well. They oh, don't yeah, have as yeah. many bike trails and stuff. Neighborhoods that a lot of the higher priced neighborhoods had a lot of bike trails. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, just because the near north neighborhood has the greenway close by doesn't necessarily mean it's a good thing. But right. those those neighborhoods that are nicer, further away from downtown, that have a lot of that stuff, um, seem to do really well. Seem to be more expensive as well. Uh, golf courses, yeah, golf courses, parks, bike trails are all yeah. kind of indicators of solid neighborhoods. Other things, you know, like being close to Choice Fitness, being close to Kingswalk Golf mm-hmm. Course or the Country Club, yep. or uh, you know what else we got. You know, out there, you've kind of got a lot of stuff. You've got that Shield Sports Complex. Sure. You've got uh, Eulen Park Baseball Diamonds. Um, so a lot of those, play, you know, icon sports arenas, uh, hockey arenas. So when you've got a lot of those sort of things, that's an attraction oh, to yeah. people for mm-hmm. sure. Um, and then this is just a more basic thing, and this is not something that you can really come to this conclusion from the research I did. But uh, when you're checking out a neighborhood and you're thinking about buying a house, check out the neighboring house's and it's a little bit of a red flag if a lot of the neighboring houses are really run down and poorly maintained. You're going to see this more in older neighborhoods. Yeah. If, if you, you have towels an, for curtains, you might want yeah, to check. <laughs> all your paint's chipped and peeling yeah. off your house. Your roof is 45 years mm-hmm. old. You know, your gutter's hanging off. Your bushes are pushing up against your house. Like, you can tell the signs of a poorly Absolutely. maintained home. Lawn yeah. looks bad. Um, landscaping looks terrible. Like, you can tell when a house hasn't been maintained. If you mm-hmm. see a lot of those around, and this is mostly for people buying in older neighborhoods, but there's plenty of older neighborhoods where you you go and look at a house, and the neighborhood, even though it's older homes, they've all been really nicely updated. They've yeah. got new roofs. They've got new sidings. Look, sure. Look at that siding, not sidings. Yeah. <laughs> but look at that right away. Mm-hmm. You can spot that. Those are people who have put, they've invested into their yeah. home. They've got they care of ownership. They care. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, you, you go to an older neighborhood and maybe it's a beautiful home, but then the neighbor's house, there's a broken down car parked in the front yard. The gutter's hanging down yeah. and almost yeah. hitting your house. Their paint is all gone because it's chipped and peeled off. It looks like the house should be demolished. That's, you know, that's stuff that's out of your control. And I would try to avoid it uh, if you can. You know, when when I was talking with uh, Adam last week and we were talking about uh, how people now are, are kind of flocking to the Midwest, uh, getting sick and tired of the West Coast, East Coast, whatever. Sure. And, and you know, let's just see, if even if you were online, just kind of getting an idea what housing prices are around here, um, a lot of people are going to freak out because the prices compared to what they might be out in California, you yeah. know, um, it's amazing 
what then all of a sudden they might not realize that well some of these you might not want to move to that neighborhood i know these prices are but so is you know is that just something you talk about uh if they call you and say you know uh i did see some some stuff i'm interested in and and will you tell them right off the bat well we'll go take a spin by there but i don't think you're gonna like it yeah and one thing i recommend all all buyers i'm working with too is if maybe they got a list of 10 homes they saw online mm-hmm. they're kind of interested i'm like hey pick a evening or a weekend go drive through all those sure. neighborhoods and see which ones you like see which ones you don't i can give them information on schools i can give them this neighborhood information on appreciation sure. price growth average sale price all that kind of stuff but yeah what you were saying i mean it's crazy the i think the national median sale price is something in like the four hundred fifty thousand yeah. dollar range yeah and a four hundred fifty thousand dollar home here is you know like Pretty nice place. Yeah, it's like one hundred fifty thousand dollars more than the median sale price here. Yeah, so it gets yeah. you a nice home here. Sure, um, you know, in a lot of places, it doesn't get you a very nice home. Mm-hmm. And um, you know, there's a lot of attractive things when you compare Grand Forks to other home, uh, other cities that are about this size. There's a lot of attractive things about Grand Forks. Um, all the outdoor stuff there is oh, to do, yeah. especially in the summer. All the bike trails and, and they and they keep building more stuff. Yeah, yeah, it's a. There, people can enjoy a pretty nice quality of life here. Oh, absolutely. Uh, yeah. And it's not a huge city either, which no. uh, I'm not a big fan of the big cities. I've, I've done that, been yeah. there. Uh, I'd like it here a lot better. Yeah, I've never never lived in a big city. I, I like traveling to big cities for vacations, but I don't Yeah, they're fun to drive through yeah. and hang out for a week. I like to, you know, I, I like walking around in a downtown in a big city. And oh, sure. Like see all the nice big buildings, but mm-hmm. I don't know if I could handle a, you know, a 40 minute commute to work every day or something no, like that. No, no. And anytime you want to park, whether it be for a half hour or for five hours, yeah. it's minimum of 20 bucks, oh, yeah. you know, and, yeah. and yeah, I, I'm no thank you. Yeah, yeah. It's nice to visit, though. So now, if you are looking uh, for a neighborhood to make a good investment, um, get a hold of a realty expert like John here. Yeah. Um, I mean, you know, we talked the other day about uh, flipping your first home now, and, you know, also making a good investment. All of this stuff matters, um, you know, if it, whether you're either looking to flip or you're looking for a place to live, uh, it, it all does matter. It does. And, and neighborhoods are a huge part of that. Now, if somebody wants to find out more, if somebody's thinking about buying or selling here in the Grand Forks, East Grand Forks area, and they want to get a hold of a realty expert, how do they get a hold of you, John Brodine? Yeah, 701-213-5428. John Brodine Realtor is my email. Send me a text or an email if you want that PDF showing the breakdown of all that neighborhood information because um, it's super super valuable if you think about buying a home or if you live in Grand Forks and own a home already. And go ahead and follow me on social media if you want to become a client. 701-213-5428. Have yourself a great weekend, man. Yeah, you too, John. Thanks. All right, there we go. We will talk to John again in a couple of weeks. There you go for the week, your Berkshire Hathaway bi-weekly podcast with realty expert John Brodine in the books. Have a great weekend. We'll see you next week.